All right, so I thought this morning I'd actually show you how the tattoo turned out in the end, but uh, actually these sleeves are hard to roll up. You can see it there in the picture. There it is, right there. That's, that's my arm, obviously. Um, <laughs> What's so funny about that? So this series we, we've been doing here in January is this idea new because uh, I bet many of you like uh, every year came up with some New Year's resolutions, some changes you want to see in your life. And, and we're still in January, so it's not too late to still be thinking through what, you know, where are some areas in my life I want to see some change? And we thought, well, as a church, why don't we look at some of the areas in our spiritual lives? It's great to have physical goals and financial goals and maybe some family goals, but in our spiritual lives, what would God have us do new in 2019. So the first week we kicked off and we were talking about this idea of a new mindset. We've been looking at this group of people, these Israelites, about a thousand years before the birth of Jesus. Uh, there was this group of Israelites that moved from Egypt to the promised land, a land called Canaan. Uh, you can read all about it in a book in the Old Testament called Exodus. And it tells this story of this, this migration of this entire group of people from one place to another. But what we learned as we started to look at this story together is that uh, it, it wasn't as simple as just going from point A to point B, that God needed to do something more in the lives of these people. It wasn't just taking them geographically from one place to another. It was actually taking them um, philosophically and their mindsets that, that a lot had to change getting them from here to here. So the first week we looked at the fact that God was really at work trying to change their mindset. We discovered in that first week that you can take the Israelites out of Egypt, but it's a lot harder to take the Egypt out of the Israelites. And for many of us, maybe we're now following Jesus. Maybe you're here this morning, you've, you've made that step to follow Jesus and you realize that your life has changed. But in your new journey in following Jesus, despite the fact that you now know this newness that the life of Jesus can bring, you've realized that some of those old mindsets, they're still kind of there and, and we have to work a bit harder, ask God to help us to, to develop and change those mindsets. Last week, Andy was brilliant. He had a great message about a new way to overcome. He talked about the importance of recognizing God's presence and power in our lives and that there is a new way, just like it was with the Israelites when Moses was there leading them in battle with his staff raised. There is a new way for us to recognize the presence and the power of God in our lives. Now, please don't discount what he said just because he said that he was praying that the Chiefs would win, and they didn't. Okay, I would still put value in his message. Obviously, it was just his lucky socks weren't working. Um, but if you want him to pray for you afterwards, just make sure you ask him to pray for the exact opposite of what you're hoping the outcome will be. So, Now, I don't normally do this, but this morning I want to talk about um, another chapter in the, the history here of these Israelites. And uh, in order to do so, I really want to set up the story. So I'm going to read the entire portion. So sit back, relax. We're going to read quite a few verses here, but I think it'll really help us understand where we're going today. So in Exodus chapter 18, we discover another chapter in the journey of the Israelites. It says, The next day Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. They waited before him from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked, what are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do this all alone while everyone stands around you from morning till evening? Moses replied, because the people come to me to get a ruling from God. When a dispute arises, they come to me and I am the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and I give them his instructions. This is not good, Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. You're going to wear yourself out, and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. 
Now listen to me, and let me give you a word of advice, and may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to him. You should teach them God's decrees, and you should give them his instructions, show them how to conduct their lives, but select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes, Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,000, 100, 50, and 10. They should always be available to solve the people's common disputes. But have them bring the major cases to you and let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load. They will make the task easier for you. If you follow this advice and if God commands you to do so, then you'll be able to endure the pressures and all these people will go home in peace. Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and he followed his suggestions. He chose capable men from all over Israel and he appointed them as leaders over the people. He put them in charge of groups of 1,000, 100, 50, and 10. These men were always available to solve the people's common disputes. They brought the major cases to Moses, but they took care of the smaller matters themselves. Soon after this, Moses said goodbye to his father-in-law, and he returned to his own land. So aren't father-in-laws great? Okay, so um, my dad lives in England, so uh, uh, when it comes to needing some advice or some guidance in my life, my father-in-law lives right here. He was playing the saxophone up here this morning. He is my go-to guy when there's a sound coming out of my car. I'm not really sure what it is when I'm grilling the turkey and I just don't know how long to keep it on the grill. I'll be texting him and asking him questions when I'm carving the turkey. I need to know just how pink it can be and I can still eat it. And uh, he gives me great advice. Just recently, I texted him because in my garage, that's the building on the side of your house, the garage. Um, In my garage, there is an outlet that's one of those. It's called a GFI outlet, I believe. It's one of those ones that pops when uh, the fuse goes and it controls all the outlets. It's like the ones in your bathrooms. Well, that one keeps popping and it's just really annoying because I want to use the other outlets in the garage. So I just said to him, can I just take that one out and put a regular one in? He's like, no, (laughs) that's a terrible idea. He said, there's obviously some some reason that that's popping. Get an electrician to come in and figure out why and fix that. So, So I like to think that the reason I'm alive today is that my father-in-law um, picks up the phone when I call him and answers my, uh, my questions. Now, I do help him a little bit as well. So when it comes to phone needs, computer needs, uh, he does text me, calls me. I'm like his Google. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, he texted me. He said, what's the Wi-Fi password at my house? I say, your Wi-Fi password at your house? He goes, yeah. I was like, well, okay, it's this. So, so it's a good kind of back and forth relationship. But I love this because Moses' father-in-law shows up. And in this passage, we discover that instantly he can see something that's going on that just isn't healthy for his son-in-law, Moses. Basically, he says to Moses, Moses, it's time for you to lead in a new way. It needed someone outside of Moses' life to see this, someone who Moses looked up to and respected, who he would be willing to listen to, to call him out and say, listen, you've got to start leading differently. You've got to start leading in a new way. Now, it's not that Moses was a bad leader. No, in fact, actually quite the opposite. He was the man that God had called years before on a hillside through a burning bush. He was the guy who stood up to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. He was the guy that led millions of them out of Egypt through the Red Sea. He was the guy who represented God before the people. He was an amazing leader, but he was discovering that this load of leadership was becoming too heavy for just one man alone. In fact, in verse 17 and 18, it says this. This is not good, Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. 
You're going to wear yourself out, and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. I wonder how many of us can relate to that this morning, can relate to areas of our lives where we've realized, you know, I've actually probably taken on too much here. In my leadership capacity, I'm probably doing too much. But we can't help ourselves, can we? We just, it's it's too easy to try and do everything. How many of you can relate to the picture of this guy right here? Is that you when it comes time to leaving your car and getting to the house? I mean, you don't want to make more than one trip. Let's get, I can carry every bag into the house in one go because I'm invincible. I can do this. And unfortunately, some of us, we lead in that way as well. And the job becomes too much for us and, and, and it actually affects our ability to lead, whether it's in our family or here in the church, in our community, any area where you um, may at work, any area where you may be leading, sometimes taking on too much, the burden can be too heavy. In fact, one commentary describes it this way when talking about Moses' situation. It says, the people who so recently have been disorganized slaves now need organization and administration. They'll need laws and regulations, but first, they will need leaders who can give guidance and administer justice. And real leadership always begins with the delegation and distribution of responsibility. So Moses demonstrates what I think is one of the greatest traits a leader can ever have, and that is that he decides to take someone's advice. He takes his father-in-law's advice, and he decides, I'm going to start to delegate some responsibility here. It turns out that Moses isn't opposed to leading. He just hasn't realized that there is another way in which I can lead. He's, he's teachable. He's willing to learn. So he does just that, quite simply. He delegates. But I noticed a couple of things when I was studying this passage because I want to see how this translates to us today. How does this translate here at Connect Church for us? Well, the first thing is I saw, saw that he knew different people can manage different things. Did you catch that when I was reading it? Different people can manage different things. He says, appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,000, 100, 50, and 10. I don't think these were just random assignments. I don't think he just kind of did a lottery, and then if you picked a 10, you were in charge of 10. If you picked a 1,000, I think he recognized that some of the people who he was delegating the responsibility to, some of them had a larger leadership capacity. Some of them could obviously lead larger groups of people than maybe others. And there was no, that's not a bad thing. It's just some people are gifted in different ways. And we need everyone, but some people have different giftings. I can remember um, at a high school, I worked for a while at an insurance company. Uh, It was a big insurance company near where I grew up. And uh, there were several of us in this department worked together. And we've been working together for a while. And then one day, this this brand new person comes to the job, this girl. And um, she started her first day. And we discover on the first day that she's coming right in and she's in charge of our department. We're like, what's up with that? We've been here ages. How does she get to come in and just be right in charge from the first day? And it turns out the reason was because she's just graduated university. Uh, she had a degree in geology. So she was perfectly set, you know, to, to run a department in an insurance company. So, uh, so in she comes with her geology degree. And uh, I've got to be honest, it got a little bit frustrating in the first couple of weeks because, you know, we, we were having to kind of work with this girl and help her because uh, just things like transferring phone calls. 
You know, she would say, how do I do that again? Well, you answer the phone, you push hold, you push the line, put the, no, don't put the phone down, too late, you cut them off. You know, it's like, this kind of went on for a while. And, and, and it, I've got to be honest, it got frustrating because this person was leading a large group of people and it became quite apparent very early on that despite her incredible knowledge of rocks, <laughs> she probably wasn't skilled in leading a large group of people. And yet, I've been in some jobs where I've worked alongside guys and girls, and, and they're kind of working at middle level, lower level, and I get to know, I think, why aren't you running the company? You are wasted in this position. You're amazing. You should definitely be uh, in a different spot than this. Because I think all of us this morning, whether you believe in God or not, whether you've accepted Jesus as your um, savior, whether you decided to follow Jesus or not, I think God made every one of us, and I think he gave us all giftings. And some of us have a capacity to lead in greater ways than others, and some of us have a capacity to, to, to perform music or to do all sorts of different. We've all gifted differently, but some of us, God's given this gift of leadership, and some he's given greater giftings of leadership than others. And Moses recognized that, and in his um, camp there, he said, now this guy, he's, he should be in charge of thousands. This person may be just hundreds. This person may be just tens. The second thing I noticed when I look here is that the, the level of leadership was achievable. It's not like Moses sat down with the people. Do you remember when I was reading how he, just, how he accepted people to become leaders? He said, I need a PhD from a prestigious law school, 10 years of experience in dispute handling. I'll need at least five different references from famous judges, Judge Judy, Simon Cowell, you know, famous judges like that. Now listen to what verse 21 says. This was, this was the level of, of acceptance of leadership in verse 21. But select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. That was it. Select from the people some, some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Wouldn't you love it if your entire job could be summed up in just one sentence? This is, this is what I need from you. I need you to, to love God, fear God, and hate bribes. Off you go. It wasn't some overly complicated, because Moses recognized there were a lot of people who could lead. And he said, I just need the right people. So as long as they, they are honest men, capable, fearful of God, they hate bribes, that's, they're ready to lead. We can train them on the job. We can raise them up. But this is the standard. And then finally, what I love about this, this particular new way of leading is that Moses still recognized that there were some things only Moses could do. It says in verse 19 and 20, you should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to him. Teach them God's decrees and give them his instructions. Show them how to con uh, conduct their lives. Conduct, conduct. <laughs> Did it sound right? <laughs> As do most of the words that come out of my mouth, let's be honest. <laughs> Show them how to conduct their lives. Moses recognized there are a few things that I'm willing to delegate here. I'm willing to give up some leadership. But I recognize that I'm still the man of God for some of these specific areas. And as I was thinking about life here at Connect Church and, and what that would look like for us here this morning, I thought, you know what? Maybe there's a new way of thinking for us when it comes to leadership at Connect. I feel like when we launched Connect, we had a new way of thinking when it came to leadership. 
Maybe you've grown up in a church or you were attending a church before or as a child and, and um, I know some churches are like this where you know, there's a very um, a large amount of emphasis put on the lead pastor or the minister or the priest you know, and everything kind of goes through them and they're the only ones who can do certain things. And, and while I recognize that God, for me, as the pastor of Connect Church, has really kind of shown me that there are some things when it comes to vision and leadership you know, that he really has equipped me and me alone to do. From day one, we've, we've tried to raise up leaders. We've tried to get other people involved. We don't want everything to come from this point right here behind this, this music stand. So we have small group leaders. We have leaders right now working with the kids. We have leaders who are over entire areas of ministry like hospitality and set up and tear down. And, and many of them aren't staff members. They're folks just like you sat in the seats right now who, who have taken on those leadership responsibilities. And I love seeing that, but I've got to be honest, when I was reading this passage, when I was thinking about what 2019 has in store for us, I think that that level of leadership, that idea of leadership and delegation, is just going to have to increase. As we move into our brand new location, there'll be more opportunities to serve, more opportunities to lead. And, and I recognize, as I'm reading this this morning, that one of the things that could prevent that is me. If, like Moses, I'm not willing to let go and to, to raise up some leaders and see some more leadership developed. So looking at that list that we looked at for Moses and kind of going in reverse orders, I recognize that there are some things only Moses can do. And I'm going to trust God that he'll continue to show me what those things are that he's called me and me alone to do. But I want to release as much as possible to raise up other leaders. Because have you ever seen those videos online? Um, they're called, I think they like a lot of times they're titled People Are Awesome or Aren't People Awesome? And it'll just be this video compilation of people doing just incredible things. They're doing jumps on bikes and skiing and, and all sorts of crazy things. You're like, how do these people do this? I watch that and I like this phrase a bit better. I like the phrase, people are brilliant. Because I think people are brilliant. I watch these videos and I think, I could be like living alongside one of these people and completely unaware that they could juggle like that or they could ride a bike or a skateboard like that. But in a church context, it never ceases to amaze me the longer I go on as a pastor. I'll get to talk some of you, to some of you one-on-one -on -one and, and hear a little bit of your story. And until that point, I just knew you as somebody who sat out in the audience on a Sunday morning. And then I get to hear what it is you do for a living or some of the giftings and skills God has given you. And I start to ask myself, wow, we, we're full of some brilliant people here at Connect. And I start to pray, I say, God, just don't let me get in the way of these brilliant people stepping up and, and finding you at work in their lives here as well. Monday through Friday, they're doing some amazing things, and, and I don't want to limit what they can do here at Connect Church. So I have to be honest, before I went to this conference last year, I wanted to be Batman. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, I want, to be, I want to be the hero. I want to be up there at Connect Church, you know, saving the day. And then I saw this video and it just really kind of kicked my butt. And re I realized, you know what? I need to be Alfred because you are all Batman <laughs> and Batwomen and whoever else. You can tell I'm not up on my superheroes. It's my role to help raise up the leaders and the heroes that are in this room. And I love that part of the end of the video where he said, and then this multiplication took place. Other heroes were developed and other storylines and this, this entire Marvel universe developed. And I want to see this connect universe develop as, as these leaders rise up. And I was thinking about this Moses story and I wondered what it was like for the people. 
I wondered if maybe when Moses came to the people after his father-in-law visit and said, hey, I've had this great idea. Um, I'm going to actually have some of you lead and we're going to delegate. And I wonder if at that point, the people had a hard time with this new way of thinking. They've been in slavery, been, been led for hundreds of years now. I wonder if they kind of pushed back a bit on Moses and said, we don't want to do that. You lead. We've got disputes. We, we want you to do that. But Moses said there's a new way of leading. It'll get more done. It'll keep me as being a better leader. Some of you will have gifts rising up that you didn't even realize were there. And I wonder if in 2019, if you're here this morning, you've been coming to Connect for a while, maybe you're still stuck in some of that old way of thinking where I don't, I don't want to do that. You do that. You're the pastor. But for us to grow, for us to experience God at work in our lives, I think this new way of thinking for 2019, this new way of leading is for other heroes to rise up from within. So I'm hoping and praying that over these next coming months, some of you will step into those new areas. Maybe it's stepping into a role of serving somewhere. Maybe it's saying, I want to be involved in leading somewhere. How can I do that? We met yesterday morning, a, a group of us at the Connect Center. We had a leadership breakfast. We've got another one coming up in March. And I'd love it if there's some more of you there that weren't there yesterday. Because you're interested in learning more about what it looks like to be a leader at Connect Church. If you are interested, it's super easy. You can just text the word LEADER to 309-889-005. The number's there on the screen. And maybe that's your response this morning. You don't even know what that means. You don't even know how that's going to play out. But you're willing to say, I'm not sure what it's going to look like, but I want to be one of those leaders. I want to be more involved. I don't want to just come on a Sunday and expect others to lead. Maybe it's time for me to step up and lead in a new way. Some of you are brilliant. You have incredible gifts that I see, uh, that I hear about being played out throughout the week in your communities, in your workplaces, in your families. But maybe God was, was honing those gifts and developing those gifts because he had a plan to use them here in Connect to impact others in this community. So as Alfred, I'm stood before you this morning saying, I want to help you become the superhero that God created you to be. Let's pray. Father, thank you for new years and new resolutions and new ways of doing things and new ideas. But Lord, it can be very easy for us, just like it was for the Israelites, to get one place in our old way of thinking. And just like the Israelites, you had this plan to take them from one place to another, to a place of slavery, from a place of slavery to a place of freedom, from the old to the new. But, but you couldn't take the, the old people to the new place. There had to be a change on the way, a new way to overcome, a new mindset. And as we found out this morning, even a new way to lead. And even though that was thousands of years ago, I still believe, Lord, that you were doing the same in our lives today, wanting to do a new thing. So maybe there are some here this morning, Lord, who are leaders in their fields who recognize that it's time to, to delegate, to be like Moses and to give up some of that responsibility to, to invest in others, to lighten their load. Or maybe there are some here this morning whose hearts were stirred to say, I want to find a way to lead here at Connect. I want to give more of the gifts that God has given me um, here at Connect to reach others, to impact others. I pray, Lord, as we move towards this new building, this new chapter in the story of Connect Church, that um, we will see more heroes raised up 
be a part of this great Connect universe. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.